0: From the head. Small dose. We're talking that shit. Small dose. Keeping it real. Small dose. me and Nina seals. It's So funky. <laughs> I'm massaging my forehead because I really just don't understand people. And I feel like, and I've said this quite a bit, we are in the age of idiocy. We really are. We are in an era of what can only be described as willful ignorance. And I know that that's always been out here. But at a time when information is so close to our fingertips, it feels even more insulting and also frustrating to see how often folks choose to actually not know what they're talking about. This episode explores willful ignorance. We got to talk about the ways in which that has become pervasive, the harm that it causes, and also really just like the difference between willful ignorance and really just like not knowing what you're talking about because like you didn't know that you didn't know. right? Right. But the biggest thing is also combating willful ignorance. Because I think that's the other part of it. It's like, we can point fingers all day at people and be like, oh my God, they're willful ignorant. But then it becomes, well, how do you challenge that? How do you take the steam out of that? How do you slow the momentum of willful ignorance careening into this like other version of truth? Because that's what keeps happening. People say things over and over and over again to where they become this like alternative fact. Ah! Like the word woke. We all know what the word woke meant. But then these folks co-opted it. And, and by these folks, I mean the right wing. wing. And turned it into this whole other, like, meaningless word that is really just a euphemism for Black people and folks that actually care about people. That's really what it is. If you use the context clues, that's what it is. But this, again, is an example of... Of the ways in which willful ignorance gets utilized in ways that are really actually treacherous. And the willful ignorance of folks who know what woke means and then use it interchangeably as a word to represent a whole group of people that they feel like are beneath them. That, to me, is the treachery that we got to, like, deal with and stop. And sometimes it feels like it's impossible. It's like you're standing on Andor and you see the Imperial Starship flying overhead, darkening the skies. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to get through this. This is a Star Wars reference, folks. For all of you who didn't know where I was, I went to Nerdland and you're always welcome there. But... I'm referring to the fact that we are at a time where it just can feel like there is way more stupidity than not. And this episode is going to address not only that, but how to keep your heart three stacks in the midst of it. Let's get into a jam drop. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. So this episode's jam dropping is, Ignorance versus willful, willful ignorance. So we have to understand first that the word ignorant actually gets like thrown around in a lot of ways that are absolutely like not what the word means. It's like when Alanis Morissette came out with Ironic and people were like, she's giving examples that are not examples of irony, but more so examples of coincidence. Yes, words are hard, especially English words, because a lot of them don't make sense and are also a lot grammatically like sensible, etc. But... When we talk about the word ignorant, by the way, my mom's line when I was a kid and she was angry would be, don't make me ignorant. Hindsight, that makes no sense. In reality, though, it was very effective at getting the point across to me that I was pushing her to a point where she would act senseless. (laughs) That was the messaging. The word ignorant means that you are without knowledge of something, right? And I think when people use it in the sense that my mom was using it, it's like you are ignorant of how to act. (laughs) Like, they ignorant, you know? And when people say they ignorant, it's like, I feel like Black people are basically saying, oh, those are folks that do not know how to act for no fault of their own per se, but whatever the case, they are lacking that knowledge right now. When the word ignorant is used in other senses, though, it really is just to say, like, that's somebody who is unknowledgeable about something. Now, you can say, like, oh, I'm actually ignorant to that information. Like, can you expound upon it? Right. Or someone might ask me about something that I know nothing about. Like, can you tell us about curling? And I'm like, actually, I'm very ignorant about curling. And there's no negative connotation there. Like, it just is what it is. But ultimately, the word ignorant is referring to not having knowledge now. When it is applied in a situation where someone does not have knowledge about something that they should have knowledge about because they're talking about it, well, then we have a negative connotation. Still, though, we're not talking yet about willful ignorance. Now, willful ignorance is when the information has been either available to you or presented to you about something and you continue to speak on it or behave in a way as if it was not available to you or as if you did not know. That is willful ignorance. The danger of willful ignorance is that it is lying. That's the problem. Willful ignorance is lying. It's you lying to yourself and you lying to others and expecting them to be okay with it. Willful ignorance is gaslighting. Willful ignorance is a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool to have people follow you, to keep people oppressed, to discriminate. It's a tool that folks use to create a space for them to continue moving in a way that they should know better than to move. Because you see, when you know better, you do better. So willful ignorance allows people to continue on a path That they actually know they shouldn't go on, but under the auspices of, well, I'm on the path because this is where I'm supposed to go. But actually, you're choosing not to know the right thing to do. When we look at the current state of America and gun laws, and the lack thereof in many states, we are seeing an example of willful ignorance on the part of the legislators. Okay? because they can identify very clearly with statistics and also just by example of the amount of lives that are being shattered and being lost, that there is a actual gun crisis. However, when they come and spout, kind of like non-sequiturs, when they spout thoughts and prayers and when they spout straw man arguments, like, well, what about Chicago? What they're doing is exercising willful ignorance. Because they're choosing not to inform themselves about the bigger problem and continue to speak on and perpetuate these empty things that don't address the real problem. Now, if it was just somebody who didn't know any better, you know, like the people from other countries who be in the comments on posts about racism and be like, I mean... I don't know like what's going on you know with those folks I give them a pass because they're ignorant to the experience even if they could do research and read books and watch documentaries etc there's still a certain level of ignorance in not having the experience and there's something very real about that which is why so many people get annoyed when folks who've never gone through something speak about it As if they have and undermine the experiences of those who have because you are ignorant to this for maybe a number of reasons, you know, like when Don Lemon got into it with the Indian guy who's running for president and many people say that that was like the final straw that got him fired from CNN. His frustration with that guy was that this guy is telling him black people have their rights, black people earn their rights in America after the Civil War. It's a known fact, et cetera, et cetera. And Don Lemon saying to him, no, that's actually not true. And this guy is telling him, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And Don Lemon's like, you clearly are not someone who is aware of the facts. In addition to that, you do not live this experience. So don't try and correct me about my experience when you are ignorant to it. Now, the irony is that this man has sat up here on CNN and had a hat trick because he was both ignorant and willfully ignorant. He was ignorant about the experience by nature of just his life not being a black person, but he was willfully ignorant about the facts because the facts are available. You ain't trying to take an AP African-American studies course in Florida and you can't take the class because it's a part of the ban woke Act. No, you have access to the truth. And the truth will tell you very, very clearly that after the Civil War, Black people did not get their rights. The post-interbellum slave laws actually very effectively suppressed Black people's rights. And then let's get into Jim Crow. And then the prison industrial crisis. Let's talk about the fact that the Voting Rights Act has been pulled back like a ponytail before a cheerleading competition in many places. So when we talk about Black people's rights... We cannot talk about that based on, like, the few Black people, and I say few because the numbers of Black people who have ascended in this capital game compared to the white people who have is pale in comparison. (laughs) Well, pun not intended. So, like, we can't compare that to the realities on paper and institutionally. That's what I mean by the difference between ignorance and willful ignorance. When the information is there and you still choose to move as if you didn't know better. When you see corporations that produce content say, well, we don't make content for other ethnicities because it doesn't do well. Huh? When we know for a fact that that's simply not a barometer upon which to gauge if something is going to do well. The level of writing, the authenticity, the story, these are the things that measure when things do well. But the willful ignorance rooted in racism, of these studios is what allows them to continue to just manufacture white woman after white woman after white woman love story, or, or even more, oh, this one. White woman after white woman after white woman hero story. Oh, sorry, I got really tired. I mean, I'm even wearing one on my shirt. Khaleesi! Misa, they're able to continue to do this because they practice willful ignorance. Willful ignorance is the supportive best friend to all the isms. Racism, sexism, to the phobias, transphobia, homophobia, to the knees, misogyny, the bee's knees. <laughs> so that's why we have to identify what willful ignorance is. And figure out how do we address it. Because it's pesky. It's hard to grasp onto. Because that's the beauty of it. It moves into whatever it needs to. To get its confirmation bias. To get its lies out. And it doesn't require the truth. Or the facts. It just requires more folks. I mean, I guess the biggest example of willful ignorance is race. You know, like whiteness as like a valid metric or identifier beyond something that was just made up to oppress. Now, see, ignorance is the white people who have no idea why they're white. They don't even know. They don't know where it came from. They don't know how they got that label. They just know that they are it and that it's working. It's working. working. The willful ignorance is in the folks who do know and are fully aware that it does not make them better, but they continue to uphold and perpetuate the lie because it makes them more powerful. And even worse are the coons who rock with them while they do it. I see you, Tim Scott. So that's willful ignorance and ignorance. And the beauty of it is that if you are ignorant on something, you have the power to no longer be ignorant on it if it exists in books and documentaries and shit. On the TikTok. With the TikToks, it lets us know we ain't got no excuse to be ignorant because it's out there, which is why they're trying to ban TikTok. Let's get into some DMTs.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So, maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken, they're true to chicken. The McKrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
0: I've always thought of black media as a place where we are represented and also protected as a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality, but on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and belickety Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. DMT. We're serving it. All right, let's get into some DMT questions. How do you find grace for people who seem to be steadfast on willful ignorance? Well, that's the thing. I don't think willful ignorance bears or earns grace. Ignorance earns grace. Willful ignorance to me earns somebody who has made a choice to misunderstand. So I don't think grace is the word. I think it's more so like, how do you find patience, right? And I don't mean patience in terms of patience for them to say what they need to say, but more so your patience on getting through them saying what they keep saying, even though they know better. Because I think for all of us, the effort is like, well, how do I unseat this person's idiocy, right? Like, how do I circumnavigate this? How do I like actually like smote this out? And the patience is in You sticking with it to find the space for you to say what you need to say. Perfect example. Oh, my God. Perfect example that hit me. Again, I bring it up. When I had that dinner with Katy Perry where I gathered Caitlyn Jenner, you know, for the majority of the dinner, I would say for a good hour of the dinner, like, I kept being quieted. I kept being dismissed. Like, I kept being treated as like I was just, like, doing too much while everyone continued to talk and do this, like, kumbaya dance of bullshit. Then they finally got Caitlyn Jenner to speak after, you know, she did this whole performance of, I don't want to talk, but I'm being loud, but I don't want to talk. And then they all like, please, Caitlyn, please, please, please. Right. Because that's what white women do. That's a very white woman tactic. Like, I'm going to be very disruptive while adding nothing to the conversation. So she did that through her little tantrum. And at a certain point in this dinner, I said, you know, Amanda, you need to just be quiet and be patient. Because there will be a time in this where it's like the eye of a storm and the space will clear for you to say what needs to get said without distraction, without challenge. But it's going to require you to be patient. It's going to require you to be unmovable. And so I just dug my nails into my hand (laughs) to stop from blurting out. But I needed that time. I needed that patience. I needed that kind of like inner voice to coach me through that to get me to a point where I got to say what needed to get said. And it ended up going viral because it needed to get said. And it got to get said because it didn't have these other elements fighting it. So I don't think there's grace for willful ignorance, but there's going to need to be patience because willful ignorance, like a storm is loud and destructive. And you're going to have to be able to stand 10 toes down to get to the eye of the storm, to say the thing that needs to be said or to do the thing that needs to be said, to brace for the rest of it to pass. Next question. Is there a way to keep the practice of willful ignorance from knocking us all back into the dark ages? Like, how do we combat willful ignorance in society? Well, you know, later in the show, in the Patreon segments, I'm going to talk about just like how you can become a conductor for positive energy that does work to challenge this like as an individual. But I think there's also something to be said for just the practice of not letting willful ignorance go unchecked. Like that's it. Not letting willful ignorance go unchecked is one. And also like actively informing people who haven't even had a chance to be willful ignorance, whether it's your children or your coworkers, your peers, your friends, you know, actively informing especially if you have children around you. It is more important, I feel like, than ever in my lifetime, that children are not only provided information, but provided encouragement to be information seekers. You know? Cultivating curiosity as a character trait is one of the things that I think is going to be imperative to challenging the continual rise of willful ignorance as a method of... (laughs) legislation, of living, of leadership, et cetera. It's always been there, but now it's real like in In your your face. face. And I would say another way that we, you know, continue to challenge willful ignorance is by not practicing it about the things that we need to be doing. A lot of us practice willful ignorance about our role in civics, you know? Well, my vote doesn't matter. Well, you know that your vote matters, or else they wouldn't be working so hard to make it for you not to vote. So that's just willful ignorance, Right. You know, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to help. And it's like, well, you know that there are places that you can go, even online, to find who's doing things to see how you can get involved. You know that. We also practice willful ignorance around how we can ourselves not add to it. Like sometimes I think we let ourselves off the hook. I'm going to talk more about that a little later too. But can we stop this from going into the dark ages you know what, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's a willful ignorance that we are operating in that says that somehow this is going to stop without us having to do the things that have stopped it before. It's always the people being in the street while there are people in the buildings. And now we have the people on the apps. But one doesn't happen without the other to make the thing happen. It never has, like ever. Ever. French Revolution, Mesopotamia—like, uh, like it's always an uprising, always. always. And we've gotten lazy and fearful, so that's how.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on at McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: I've always thought of Black media as a place where we are represented and also protected. As a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality. But on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and belickety Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Next question. What do you think is the root of people leaning into ignorance? I'm going to go into this more later, but I do think it is that we've had a very powerful personality take root in Donald Trump. And it's not that there weren't people before him, but he himself was just very tapped in to the negative. And he was very gifted at getting folks on board with willful ignorance as a tool for power. So then those people also got their constituencies behind. And majority of the people that are following these people are literally, they're either completely ignorant, so they're just being led by whatever they're told, or they're greedy. That's it. And they're greedy in not just a money base. They're greedy in a power base too. You know, and like these ones who be out here like, I'm a super Christian and that's why I think 10-year-olds should have babies. They're greedy because in their minds... They are going to fight whatever fight needs to happen for the will of their God to live and be expansive across the world. That's greedy. Why does everybody have to listen to what you believe? That's That's greedy. It's weird. Why is what you believe like the bottom line and like all of goodness? Because it's not even supported anywhere. And I know some of y'all are like, well, Amanda, but you think that what you believe is the bottom line in support of all goodness. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not saying stupid shit like 10-year-olds should have babies. That's why. (laughs) Okay. But I think that's the beginning. I'm going to talk more about it later. What are some examples of willful ignorance in real life versus just in the media and internet? So I would say some examples in real life of willful ignorance are... When you know better than to do something, but you are just doing what you want to do because that's how you feel. So, like, when people who know that they're not excited about motherhood pursue motherhood because of selfish reasons, like, that's willful ignorance. Because now you got this baby that's going to become a person. And you exercise willful ignorance about what you knew to be the truth about yourself. And now this person is being born to somebody who is not capable or interested in giving them the things that they're going to need emotionally, et cetera. You never were. You knew that. But you exercise willful ignorance to tell yourself, like, yeah, it's fine. And now here we are. Another example of willful ignorance would be the constant effort made by politicians to push the narrative that more police means less crime, even though they have been shown statistically and pragmatically that that is just simply not the case. And then they continue to pass laws that put more police out here. It is willfully ignorant to continue to empower an institution that continues to dismantle communities and to wreak havoc amongst Black and brown people when you know better. It's willfully ignorant. You're ignoring what you know to just do what you want. That's an example of willful ignorance. You understand? And it has repercussions. And it's frustrating for those of us who are like, well, how do I know this? But you acting like you don't. Oh, because you you don't want to know. Because maybe there's some other thing that's serving you by following this path. And so you're choosing not to know in order to continue to serve yourself. Mm? Willful ignorance. Next question. What areas have you found yourself ignorant in? How did you recover? I would say that I found myself ignorant in originally, like, the ways in which colorism gets talked about. Because I always felt like, well, as a light-skinned Black woman, like, I've experienced, like, absolute bullshit and harm based on being light skinned But I was ignorant to understanding that that is not an example of colorism. Like, that's an example of bullying. Like, it's an internalized repercussion of white supremacy, but it's not colorism because colorism only goes one way. And the only way that it goes is in the discrimination based on the darkness of somebody, indifference to proximity to whiteness. So I was ignorant about that, and it made it to where I was not able to fully articulate my thoughts on where I fit into the grand scheme of colorism, etc. And thus, I feel like sent a message that was not congruous with how I actually felt. So, you know, I consider myself a really articulate person, but that was one of those areas where my ignorance misappropriated my language into a messaging that was actually like not articulating what I really felt. And it's dangerous. It's not just dangerous for me. I mean, it's dangerous because it then harms other people. So that's one way. You know, for a long time, I feel like I was very ignorant about this political landscape. I think I was exercising willful ignorance, actually. I was exercising willful ignorance, I would say, for the duration of Trump's presidency. I didn't want to know about it. I called it protecting myself. I called it checking out for, you know, the sake of self-care. But it was willful ignorance. And I say that it was willful ignorance because... I should have been knowledgeable about what was going on in order to be challenging of what was going on. And, you know, some might say, oh, don't beat yourself up, Amanda. It's not that I'm beating myself up, but I am holding my feet to the fire because I don't ever want to be somebody who's complaining without a solution or at least without offering the openness to be in support of a solution. And that's something that I think a lot of folks do. For a time, I think I was ignorant to the true necessity for us to fight right now for reparations. I've always known that Black people are absolutely deserving of reparations for a multitude of repairs in this country. I don't feel like I truly understood the timeliness and the immediacy of us beginning on a new level of fight for it now until I took part in this reparations lab project where I worked with a group of folks who had actually been working long before me, but I I worked with them to come up with content related to the encouraging of folks to make reparations a part of our culture, not just a part of our platforms, right? Like a part of our politics. No, like reparations should be something that we are talking about on a regular basis. It should be something that's a part of our lived experience. It should be something that we are considering to be a part of our blackness and I feel I was ignorant about the ways in which that can just very pragmatically be carried out until I took part in this reparations lab and I'm I'm really glad that they approached me to be a part of it and I'm really glad that I made it my business to do so because at first I was kind of like well I mean we're over here fighting the dark side like how are we going to get reparations I mean these people don't even want to give us African-American AP studies courses but it doesn't matter And I think that's the biggest thing I was ignorant about. It doesn't matter what they're doing now. We have to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. And this is a part of the things that we should be doing. Fighting for the thing, speaking about the thing, demanding the thing, because it is the thing. Next question. Do you believe there are areas that are socially acceptable to be ignorant in versus others? So, yes. I definitely feel like there's also just kind of this, like, flex that people do about being ignorant about certain things. Like, I could not stand when people would be like, ugh, I just don't have a TV. I don't know anything about TV. I just don't watch TV. When people do that, I'm always like, cut it out. Especially when people who are actors do that. When people who are actors, like, talk about not knowing about what's on TV as if it's a flex, I'm like you cut it out. That just means that you don't know about your field, but it's very giving. Like I'm just so busy. I'm just so not involved in the pop culture, but I know about deep things, right? Like that's the vibe. I think it's also interesting when people will do that about like just pop culture in general. Like it's like a thing that says like, I'm ignorant in pop culture because I know about other things. Like that's just pointless. That's, that's not really anything of substance. So I don't need to worry about that. But I feel like, you know, for what it's worth, like people's stories are what matters. I mean, in this human experience, the story is the thing. So it becomes where your ignorance about something can define you but your lack of ignorance about something can also define you. You know, I think like John Mulaney's last special baby J is a great example of somebody who really just leaned into the, his experience as an addict, as a drug addict and made a whole special about it. And I think for some people, they may feel like, well, I don't know anything about drugs. And so, you know, like I, I'm just ignorant to that and like, find like a social acceptability about it. But in him transforming and translating his experience in this really, really dark place into art, it turns it into something that, whether it's socially acceptable to be ignorant or not about, is actually valuable, right? And brings us in who are ignorant to this experience and gives us a glimpse, right? Or at least a voyeurism into it. I do feel, though, that at this point, it, it is becoming less and less socially acceptable to be ignorant to what is going on in this world, To the ways in which fascism is spreading, to the ways in which rights and civil liberties are continuously every single day to be oppressed and to be distorted, you know, to the groups who are being discriminated against. It is no longer, in my opinion, acceptable to just choose ignorance about these topics. That's the willful ignorance that we talk about, and that's privilege. And when you exist in that privilege and you move in that privilege, you are a part of the problem. When white women who teach yoga and Lululemon pants say things like, well, I just don't see color, that is an ignorance that it is not acceptable to be bearing of. When people say things like, I just have to turn off, man, it's just too much. Yeah, I get that. You have to step aside sometimes. You know, even like Nina Simone and James Baldwin, two of our greatest, loudest voices and advocates for black power. Even they had to say, I got to go to France real quick. But they came back. They came back. And I'm not saying that you got to come back. But I am saying that when you excise yourself from the scenario and you act as if it doesn't exist anymore simply because it doesn't exist for you anymore, that is not something that I think is socially acceptable. And that's just me. And you're asking me the question. And it's my podcast. So that's the answer. Like, when men in general were acting as if Roe v. Wade was, like, not their issue. Like, that was an ignorance that I feel it was a willful ignorance, you know? Like, there are men who are literally, like, loudly ignorant to what it is to go to a gynecologist. They are loudly ignorant about, I don't really know about women's bodies, etc. But they're, like, making laws on women's bodies. And even if they got informed about this and they were no longer ignorant about it, I don't think it's their place to make decisions about women's bodies in general. I just don't think that's the government's right. Last question. Do you think willful ignorance is because of the old saying, can't teach an old dog new tricks? I think in some cases it is. But you're talking to somebody who got their mother at 75 to go to therapy. And while in therapy, she is learning new things about herself. She's learning new ways of responding to things. Like, so ultimately, willful ignorance is, again, choice. And you can teach an old dog new tricks, by the way. Anybody who's had an old dog know that?
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken. So, maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McKrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
0: I've always thought of black media as a place where we are represented and also protected as a place where we are uplifted and empowered. And I know that that is sometimes more shown in potential than in actuality, but on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths, we get to see it in real time. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In Black Stories, Black Truths collection, In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and belligerently Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. That That one one time. time? So I know that a lot of this conversation has been like based on just how willful ignorance shows up in politics and just how it shows up in the world. But I also want to talk about just the way willful ignorance can become very, very frustrating in like your relationships, both romantical, your relationships with your parents, like your personal relationships. Right. Because essentially willful ignorance is when somebody know better and they keep doing the thing that you say you don't like them to do. Right. Right. And you're just like, you're exercising willful ignorance at this point. Like, you know that this is something that is going to drive me crazy and you keep doing it and acting as if you didn't know. See, that's the part. That's the part. The part where they act as if they didn't know. Because, listen, people forget. Bad habits are hard to break, right? If you always been on some weirdness and then you somebody's like, hey, I don't like that. That's weird. And you're like, oh, okay, got Got you. you. But, like, you always been on some weirdness, then it's going to be tough for you to all of a sudden be like, cut the weirdness. I get that. But when someone brings it to your attention, you would be like, oh man, I'm trying to shake that weirdness, but I can't shake it. I get it. However, when the person acts like, what are you talking about? Now we've, we've stepped into the light of gas. Okay. The gaslighting is the frustrating part because the willful ignorance makes you seem like you're ignorant. Like you don't know what you're talking about. Like you're bugging. And that's just simply not the case. And so it's really important when you're in these relationships, whether it's with a romantic person, a friendship, a mom, you know, family, etc. I just feel like it's really important to always be conscious of the fact that when people tell you things, you need to regard them as gems, not just like flippant complaints. Because when people tell you things about themselves that you care about, I think a lot of us kind of are dismissive. And maybe not by intention, but just by the fact that we got a lot going on, you know, adulting is a thing, and also just kind of we're main characters, honey. And that might be stage directions for somebody else. So it didn't make it into the script. But as any good actor knows, you got to read all the stage directions because it gives you the clues that you might be missing in the dialogue. So... When people get frustrated with you because they feel like you're not responding to things they've already said to you, you got to respond to that because you're exercising willful ignorance and it's yucky because you did know better. Now, maybe you're not doing better, but you did know better. And the only way to get better is to at least acknowledge that on this path, I had that first part. I did know. I did know. I just didn't remember. Right. Or maybe I didn't understand how it applied in this situation. And then you're now having a conversation of how it did apply in this situation. This also applies to yourself. You see, once you go to therapy or once you really start doing self-exploration and you start learning your triggers and things about yourself, the same way that you're holding other people accountable, you got to hold you accountable. You can't continue to be willfully ignorant about you. And about the things that you do. you can't keep pretending that you didn't know you do that. Mhm, I know. It's annoying. But it's true. You can't go forth having known better without doing better. I know it's it's a hefty load to lift because it really says, I am trying to make my life better, not make myself feel better. And I've said that many times before because I just think it's such an important distinction to make. And it really says a lot about how you move in the world with not only everybody else, but with yourself. Because that's what they say, right? How you treat yourself is an indicator of how you treat everybody else. And we far too often let ourselves off the hook in ways that we shouldn't. We shouldn't you doing stuff that you know better than you to do, like you're exercising willful ignorance right now. And you better not be holding nobody else accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable. So I think that's something that is a doozy and I've had to definitely laboriously hold myself and my feet to the fire with. Or else you're a hypocrite. You know, you're a hypocrite. I think there's also this, this idea that it's okay to be ignorant about certain things But it's not okay to be ignorant about other things. And it's true that there are certain things that I feel like at a certain point no one should be ignorant about. Like, I remember I had this agent who, during the whole George Floyd summer of 2020, there was all this black squares on the internet. Remember the black squares on the Instagrams where people were like, oh, black people, for a day. So I remember that was also coinciding with this whole, like, oh, we're going to give our office the day off so that they can learn about Black people. So I had this agent who called me, and she was my brand's agent and like had never actually been on point at any point in time, but she found her way to call me that day. And she said, you know, Amanda, in observation of tomorrow's day of learning, I just wanted to get like a book list from you of readings that you feel like I should learn from about Black life. And I took a pause, y'all. And I said, now, why do you feel that it is appropriate for you to call me on what's supposed to be a day of my rest to give me more work to do? And she said, well, I mean, I'm not trying to offend you. I said, you are. You are offending me. You're offending me because you are also asserting that it hasn't been of any interest to you until today to read up on black life in America. Now I say, you a Jewish woman. I know all about your life in America. I know about your life in other places. It's been a part of my curriculum. It's been a part of my interest and I consider it valuable. I can sit up here and sing Havana Gila with you. You want to do the dreidel song? What What's you trying to do? do. You want to brew? What are we doing? She said, Amanda, I just feel like this is not fair. I said, you're right. It's not. It's not fair that all of this time, you had all this information available to you, including me, and it never was of interest to you to make it valuable. Never. And now here you are and you want to still put me to work in bringing it to you. You couldn't even get your own book list together. And yeah, maybe you might start reading something and it isn't that great. Yeah, I know. Oh, wasted wasted your time. Right. You still want me to be in service to you. No, No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I said, this is wholly unacceptable and you should be ashamed And I know some people are like, but Amanda, she was asking for support, for information. Isn't that what people do to not be willfully ignorant and not be ignorant? She was already willfully ignorant. She was already willfully ignorant. All this information has been available to her this whole time. It didn't matter to her. It didn't matter. Even though she's representing black people, it didn't matter. And so what I mean by willful ignorance is when you have the option to be informed and you choose not to, for a myriad of reasons. This is also the conversation that happened prior to my viral video. I don't got the time, I'm on my trampoline! Cause I was on my trampoline when she called me. And mid bounce, I heard my phone go off and I stopped what I was doing to talk to her only to be annoyed, annoyed! And I just felt like the convo wasn't kosher. So when we talk about willful ignorance, shows up in a number of ways. And sometimes we are ignorant to the way our willful ignorance will misrepresent us or represent us, right? And I do think there is a world, though, where I wish being ignorant to something and being expressive about that in the pursuit of knowledge can have a safe space. You know, like, I think that there's a lot of folks who genuinely want to learn more about, like, the trans world and the proper ways to interact with the language around trans people, with the politics around trans people, et cetera. But sometimes it just feels like there isn't a safe space to do that, right? And I was talking to a friend the other day and she was saying that her frustration is that, you know, it seems like cisgendered heterosexual women or just cisgendered women in general end up having to like, be the ones to create those spaces, how come trans folks aren't creating those spaces? And so I had to tell her, I said, because when you are in the place of privilege, even if it's just a half step of privilege more than the other, it's on you to carry the burden of creating that space. Now, that was something that she had previously been ignorant to. She wasn't speaking out of transphobia. She was speaking out of ignorance to really what the... I'm sure there's like a really fancy word for this, but I'm just going to say this, like the hierarchical dynamics of restorative justice are that girl went to college, that girl went to college. She could be misrepresented as somebody who is, you know, being a detractor for elevation. But I think she was literally just coming from a place of ignorance. And me understanding that, I didn't come at her like, you're transphobic, you're part of the problem. I came at her and informed her. Now, she had an option in that time to either say, well, I don't want to, no, I don't want to deal with that. And that would have been willful ignorance. But instead, she was like, I see, okay, I hear what you're saying. Because the analogy I used for her was, if I'm a light-skinned black woman, and I'm talking to dark-skinned black women... It is on me to create the spaces for those conversations to happen around the ways in which we interact with each other negatively even though i am not the creator of the problem white supremacy is the creator of the problem but simply by my proximity to privilege i am tasked with creating that space and it's just what it is and some people are probably like well why is that what it is because it's the most fair way and ultimately That's what we be trying to figure out all the time. What is the just most fair way? What is the most fair way that we can create the least amount of harm to folks? And my frustration with so much willful ignorance is that it does not consider that even though it knows that that is an effort that exists. And there are people who willfully choose to ignore that. The willful is in choice. You understand me? It's in choosing it's in choosing not to know better. That's the nefariousness. That's the duplicity. That that's the darkness. We can only really climb and reach for a high vibration, high energy positive energy, light. You know, we say all these things, right? Like, oh, sending you love and light and high vibration. And, you know, I'm trying to live my soft life. We say these things, not realizing that ultimately they only really happen by choice. They don't happen because you got baptized. Like the water didn't just like change your molecular makeup. And now you only attract positive things. They don't happen because you drank a potion, You're not Harry Potter drinking Felix Felicis and now you've got some good luck and you're going to be able to get this mystery memory about Tom Riddle tonight. Like, that's not what's happening. It's happening by choice. It's happening by regimen. It's happening by practice. It's happening by a shift in perspective. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that shift in perspective is coming through something that you have made the choice to be informed by. And that's what people are afraid of. When folks don't want to go to therapy because they're like, oh, there's things I don't want to know. There's things I don't want to deal with. That's willful ignorance. It's akin to all of the things we're talking about. To me, the key to liberation is education. Okay? And that's liberation from your own shackles. That's liberation from society's shackles, et cetera. It's education. That's why so many of these institutions make such an effort to keep people dumb to keep people ignorant. That's the effort. And they create metrics and they create matrices for you to get caught in so that you're not even curious anymore. Because curiosity is really the challenge to willful ignorance. It's the anecdote to the poison that willful ignorance is. And I know like, when I see the interactions that happen on Instagram and just on social media in general, like so often, like I've heard people be like, uh, when I say people, I mean Jeremiah, like the Bible. I've heard him say like, well, I don't want to go back and forth with somebody when I know they wrong because uh, like it's just, I'm going to get too into it and I'm just going to come out my face and I just don't want to come out of character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I get it because there is a preservation of energy that has to take place, right? But I want to challenge y'all to do this. If you're going to preserve your energy Preserve it from a space of I'm not taking that in today versus I'm ignoring that today. It's one thing to say, like, I'm just not going to go into this space today. I'm not going to go into this space because I know what this space holds. It's another thing to go into that space willfully and then choose to willfully ignore all of the mayhem and disrespect or just simply like the lies and think that by you not responding to it, it will go away or that it won't have any effort. It won't have any traction. It won't have any legs. It It will. will. It will. And I have seen a marked difference in my social media experience when I started holding the people that engage with my content to task and saying, no, we're not going to keep doing this thing where people come at me crazy in the comments or people say things really ridiculously in the comments and y'all just don't respond because you're like, I just can't take it. I don't have time today. If you had time to watch the content and take it in, then you need to take some time. And even if it's just 10 seconds to under- mind somebody who is trying to perpetuate a message of either negativity or fraudulence that is typically willful ignorance anytime you see that it should be part of your warrior spirit to challenge it and it's not to say that you got to set down everything and now go into a back and forth you can post and ghost but you got to plant that seed you got to pull the weed and plant a seed that's what it is We have way too much willful ignorance running out around here just rampantly to feel comfortable around it going unchecked. They are empowered. They're emboldened. There's energies that are all, we are all made of energies. We're atomic. We're made of atoms. Our atoms have a positive, a neutral, and a negative charge. The negative charge is winning right now. It's winning because it's been allowed to thrive, Because there are people who have come into the world that are just really tapped in to that. And they're a conductor, you know? You know, a conductor like an umbrella in the rain. It's a conductor and the electricity comes to it. It's a conductor. Donald Trump is a conductor of negative energy. He has a skill and a gift of tapping into that and bringing it out of people loudly. Loudly. So you have to be somebody who says that will not be me And I need to be a conductor of positive. And you got to figure out what way in which you do that. But there are ways for all of us to do that. And I'm going to talk about those ways on Patreon. So come on over to the Amandaverse. It's my Patreon. It's my space. It's our safe space. And join us. I'm going to list some of the ways in which you can be a conductor that challenges the negative energy and posts up with the positive. This is a very uh, intense episode. The last dose. So I challenge us, all of us who are listening to this podcast, to explore the ways in which we feel like we are acting out of willful ignorance, to create actions behind how we can be conductors of positive energy that challenges the willful ignorance that's rooted in darkness and just emptiness. And how we can always encourage ourselves to remain curious. Because let me tell you, they say curiosity killed the cat. But baby, the cat got nine lives. So it learned the lesson and it got eight more to keep on learning. And I think that's how we have to consider ourselves. A failure is not a failure, it's a cat life. And you got more to try. So you might as well get informed so that that is no longer an ignorance that you have to hold on to because now you know and knowing is half the battle jeremiah do you know that reference oh my god it's gi joe guys it's gi joe